This podcast is brought to you by the award-winning Australian-made butterfly maternity pillow, which we are personally huge fans of. We certainly are. We love that it's multi-use and you can use it during your pregnancy and breastfeeding journey, but also that it comes with a removable tensile cover for easy care and comfort. And they sell out every time at the One Fine Baby Expo. They do. So if you want to grab one for yourself and want a sneaky 20% off discount, just <laughs> use the code COLDCOFFEE20 at onefinebaby.com.au. You're listening to a One Fine Baby podcast. One Fine Baby acknowledges the traditional owners of land and water that this podcast is recorded on and pays respect to elders past, present and emerging. How many times have you winced your way through that cold cup of coffee just for the caffeine kick? Or tripped over the same toy you've put away 10 times? We have toothpaste on our t-shirt and tiny humans screaming our name. The Cold Coffee Hot Mess Podcast is here to bring you the real side of parenting and serve up the juiciest survival hacks for this season of life that you can implement today. Welcome back to the Cold Coffee Hot Mess Podcast. We are so happy to have Nadine here. And Olivia. Yes, and we're back in your ears again. Yep, it's a fine Tuesday for a podcast, isn't it? It is a good one. Mm. Yeah, but hey, you've had a lot happening in your world recently. Tell us all about it. Things are a-changing in the plumber household. Um, Yeah, we've all been on the turbulent tonsillectomy ride. Mm. But basically, it's two weeks now that Eva's been in our bedroom and Nathan was quite sick of it for many, many reasons. So I'll just leave. Oh, she's been in your bedroom. She's been. We've had her bed Oof. next to our bed, um, just f- for you know convenience of the pain relief. Um, yeah. But now we were like, okay, time's up. It's been two weeks, so it's time to go, Eva. Yeah. Back in her room, she was not having a bar of that. Was quite upset about it. Just mm. didn't want to be on her own again. But mummy, I'll be lonely. Yeah. And I was like, well, you'll be fine. <laughs> Anyway, just by chance, it's like they kind of like coerced together to make this happen. But by chance, two nights ago, Freddie decided that he was terrified of the dark. Mm -hmm. Like yelling out, mommy, daddy, mommy, daddy, like terrified. Can he talk? Yeah, yeah, he can talk. Okay. Yeah, he can talk. Right, I'm just, ch- I'm just envi- envisaging them chatting in the corner, going, "Hey, let's like hatching a plan." Yeah, I don't know if it's like plan. hatching a plan as such, but um, but he can definitely probably like be led by her, which is terrifying. Mm-hmm. But. Anyway, he started crying and, you know, I'm okay with crying, but it's that kind of terrified, mummy, daddy, like l- literally can hear the, the fright yeah, in his yeah, voice. Yeah. So I would take him out and, and then he'd relax straight away and then I'd put him down and the lip would pop out. Like, and just he'd yeah. almost get a bit aggressive because he just really didn't want to be put down in there. So I thought, what are we going to do? Maybe it's just one night. Anyway, it's not. It carried on for a few nights. So I said to Nathan, let's kill two birds with one stone here. Eva doesn't want to be alone. Freddie's now terrified of the dark. Let's stick them together, see what happens. So last night we did it. We moved Freddie's cot into Eva's room. And look, it took a little while. It was very exciting. Mm. Eva was singing, you are my sunshine and go Mm. to sleep, go to sleep. And Freddie was quite good. He put his head on the pillow after a little bit of talking. At about nine o'clock, they were asleep. That's a bit late, but I feel like it's just going to get better and better as the kind of days drag on. So yeah. Could be the start of something. Okay, new. well, good luck with that. Yeah, I'll let you know how we go. But yeah. could be a hack there. There could be a hack there. Shove the Did multiple you have to children dismantle together. the cot? Like no, it, it fit through, through the, the doorway. Door. Oh, that was lucky. So lucky. It could have been a big task. <laughs> so I'm going in blind to this shared room situation. I need help from the cold coffee community. If anyone has any tips on how to ease into sharing a room, is it bunk beds? Is it beds pushed together? Is it like, and how do you navigate bedtime when the kids are like, Freddie's two and a half, Eva's mm. four and a half. Like she wants a big girl time any tips to kind of make this a bit more seamless and a bit easier than when as far from a 9 p.m bedtime as possible i would appreciate the help 
I'm gonna have to call pick a wall because I'm like, it's a girl's room. Freddie and loves his trucks. Room, yeah. I'm like, I need to get something neutral in there. The removable decals are a lifesaver. Redesign that room. We love pick a wall. Um, so I'm gonna just design something Oof. up. We'll do yeah. a before and after. That could be some good <gasps> we content. Sure. Yeah, anyways, right. talking Maybe. about babies and new rooms and oh, things gosh. like that. What are we talking about today? Oh. Oh, we are very lucky, actually. Incredibly very special lucky. guest. Yes, Holly is a friend of One Fine Baby. Not she's only a friend, but she is a sister. Yeah, she's a sister <laughs> from another mister. She's your sister-in-law. <laughs> she is. Um, and she's pure sunshine. She is um, pure sunshine. But she's heavy in the six-week haze. I think Huxley, yep, her son, is six weeks old. So Yeah, so she's got some great tips to yeah. share. Because she honestly researches so much. She had so much information available to yeah. her, clearly. Yeah. Um, and there were still some things that shocked her. So and as you've said, she doesn't like spend willy-nilly either. Like she no. does her research and only buys what she really needs. She's very so minimalist. I want to pick her brain. Mm. I don't even know what's hot right yeah. now. It's been so long. So well, let's go. Okay, let's get into it. Okay. So today we have a super special guest. We do. She's a very, very close friend of One Fine Baby, but also family. Yep. She's my sister. Well, yep. sister-in-law, but sister you know. From another my sister. sister. Yeah. Sister from yeah. another vista. Um, and Holly um, has just had a baby, baby Huxley. Yeah. And how old is baby Huxley now? About six, yeah. six weeks. Oh my goodness. And you, Holly, are in the quite unique position that you have a sister-in-law who owns Australia's Best Baby Expo. So that, I imagine, <laughs> would provide a plethora of information, products, insight, knowledge, not only really from the dean, but from her team. Um, and <laughs> I try. I so try. you were kind of well-placed going into your birth of your first child I can really do my research here and really make the best decisions and be the best prepared yeah. that you could be she did do a lot of mm. research and I guess that's what I'm so fascinated by having Holly on is what actually worked and what things shocked you because you did do a lot of research didn't you yeah I did um, I mean there is there's a lot of noise out there lots of books mm. lots of YouTube videos lots of podcasts and everything um, but I would say like the best advice I've got is from friends and family mm. um, my sister-in-law who mm. runs yeah the best in the world um <laughs> in but the world. Listen, I said listen to that she's, she's in really australia yeah <laughs> yep. kudos to you points <laughs> um but yeah just listening to family and friends asking for their advice but also just trusting your instincts like that's really what i've gone by and i'm kind of just taking each day as it comes and not trying to worry about tomorrow or mm. what last week was like really living in the moment so yeah. that's definitely something I'm going by one of my friends she says to herself if she's having a bad day this too shall pass yeah. and I just try and remember that it like will. a new day will come tomorrow and yeah, yeah and you know what that six-week period I always say because my sister also had a baby so Nadine and I have got that in common you guys had babies very similar timing and um the one thing I said to her was the days are long but the years are short like you will yeah. honestly get through it. That six-week period is such a haze, so much so that this is why it's quite hard for us to tap mm. back into it because it was a couple of years ago for both of us. And talking to you is so refreshing because you're in it right now. So we just want to pick your brain for all the pregnant people who are listening who want to know which products are actually worth getting. Like what do I legitimately, mm -hmm. like everyone's trying to sell me stuff, but what do I actually need, the bare minimum, to get through raising a baby for the first six weeks and beyond? And what can I expect day in, day out? What do I need to know that nobody will tell me? And you are the perfect person because like I've forgotten everything, mm. yeah. but you so are tell in us. it. Yeah, tell what us. What was that mindset just after you've given birth? Tell us. Um, I guess like sleeping is such a big topic that everyone is on everyone's mind when you're pregnant and when you've had your baby you want your baby to sleep the best it can and I think temperature is completely like unspoken about mm. like it's, I just kind of oh yeah I'll wrap it in some blankets and maybe you know swaddle it the midwives will teach me but I actually had to drill down and fully understand although it doesn't take too long to understand hog system um, mm. and I have been 
brand Ergo Pouch um, and they create different kind of swaddles and things with zips, which just makes it so much easier at 3 a.m. so you don't have to hand swaddle it, although, mm. you know, that's the you know cheapest option. Um, but they create like a room thermometer and dressing guide. So I highly recommend a room thermometer and ours actually goes in the bath as well, which is amazing. Um, and then they provide, oh. and you can find these guides online. It's not just Ergo Pouch, but they kind of show you, um, they look at the temperature and then say which kind of tog you need for um, the pouches. Um, and that's just really helped me, like especially last week when it was 34 degrees and yeah. I was kind of worrying about what didn't want to overheat him because if they are too cold that they then they are going to wake up mm. um so i think i really underestimated that so just understanding that um will help with sleep i think so that's kind of a non-negotiable fast putting him in his ergo pouch yeah um, yeah so and it kind of i like that it's got a guide because it does the mum math in your head yeah or, or even the dad math oh, or whatever see, you don't she's have to got think it about here. it and what oh, layers cool. to put on underneath for yeah, the different great. temperatures yeah. It's imperative. And like literally it's like Goldilocks, isn't it? You can't be too hot, can't be too cold. It's got to be just right if you want yep. the best sleep possible. Yeah. And what about yeah. swaddling? So did you try that? I mean, I know I came over and gave you a little, you know, crash course. The crash best, course. Best, but Yeah, the best times he slept is when Auntie Nads has done his swaddling. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you might have to move it down. Or Ashley or Bells. She did a pretty good one, yeah. didn't she? On she, did, her she did. Did they teach um, you that? Or when did you was it me who taught you? Do you know what? How do you learn that? Well, we, we, we actually weren't in hospital for very long, so I forgot to ask them. But um, when the midwife then came and visited me, she did show me. But actually, Naz, you were the one that showed me first. We did a course when we were pregnant called She Burst, and they did show us, but it's very different using a pretend doll. Mm. Um, so, yeah, swaddles do work, and we actually do that during the day when he's out in his pram mm. um, in the bassinet. But generally, it's a lot easier using the ones that have especially at night yes and what about speaking about things you forgot to ask the hospital mm. after was there anything in particular that you really forgot to ask and then you kind of left feeling a bit blindsided by it uh yeah so swaddling was definitely one of them I think don't underestimate talking to them about breastfeeding because mm. I think I was in a bit of a rush to get home she kind of the midwife showed me but it was quite quick and then we got home and I thought oh my gosh I've got so many more questions about the about breastfeeding. I have to ask because I I was in hospital for I think it was a week and I was like they had to wheel me out the door I was like holding on is it true you stayed for five hours for your first baby that's (laughs) That's what they do in England though that is very like yeah you're in Australia you can book in for a week (laughs) now like you don't have to go I was like well everyone was shocked in the team we were like this is our hotel stay yeah the reason behind that decision was we we went public and so if I had stayed I would have been in a shared room um which lots of my friends have done and they said it's absolutely fine but also my partner Sam couldn't have stayed over and I just thought okay we've had Hux at 11 12 a.m like at lunchtime we've got like six seven hours here together and then he's going to go home what's like what's the point mm. I don't really want to be here overnight on my own I may as well just go home with him yeah right so that was kind of a yeah and then that. let you go and so. that and that's a must be a COVID rule because back when I had Eva Nathan could stay with me so maybe that's oh, a COVID okay. thing because I went public too well maybe so, you yeah. just have fancy spans room or yeah. something. maybe I just got in with my midwife I don't know they are like legend <laughs> So were there any other questions you forgot to ask apart from breastfeeding and swaddling? Uh, one thing I would say actually is um, from getting out of the hospital so quickly and every, everything being such a blur in those first few hours, they do like really quick checks. Like they did quick checks on his eyes and everything. And, and you know, in the moment you're like, oh great, his eyes quite fine. And then a couple of days later, 
they're kind of a bit cross-eyed and their eyes all going here, there and everywhere. And you've kind of forgotten what they said about the eyes when they'd done the check. And yeah. so you're like, oh, come on, do I need to ask about the eyes? No, definitely. I think no one realizes that baby's eyes do go cross-eyed. That's very mm. normal. And I remember you freaking yes. out a bit about how Huxley's eyes went. I remember I took a photo of his eyes were a bit the other way. And I was like, I'm not going to say anything. The whole thing, but it's very normal. I think, but I think the learning from that is you have just had a baby. Okay. Mm. Like you've just gone through war and then there are people coming at you, reporting at you with things. I really feel a good thing to do there is maybe you record the interactions yes. that you have with each nurse and each doctor. So you can refer to them because like, I have a doctor's appointment even now with Freddie and they tell me something and I'm like, what the hell did they say? When do I need to, how how often do I have to administer the nose spray? What? Like recording it could be a good hack. Who even knows? Yeah, that's a great idea. Great hack. Yeah. I'm going home. (laughs) You go down. (laughs) Um, Okay, so back into that little haze, what kind of products were you using those first couple of weeks that you really leaned on? Um. So we were quite keen to get out and about quite quickly um, with Huxi. We've heard loads that, you know, they love the fresh air, love nature. And we're in a, an apartment in East Bond, uh, in eastern suburbs and going up and down the block with the pram isn't always easier. So we were really keen on using the um, sling quite, quite early on, mm. the carrier. Um, and that has been absolutely amazing. So we've used that from day dot. I think they, I think they have to be over two or three kilos in order to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we use it daily. We use see a baby, which is amazing. Oh, they're amazing. It's really stylish, yeah, and supportive, and comes in like lots of nice different designs. Um, and I use that daily. But also, it's a really nice um, way for my partner to be able to connect with her. Yeah. End of the day, so we tend to go for like an evening walk along the beach, which is really nice. And he gets that. It's not skin quite skin on skin because they've got clothes on, but yeah. he's got that you know heartbeat connection. And which, do all the um, other girls check him out and go, oh, look at the hot dad. <laughs> Yeah, everyone looks at you. Everyone looks at you when you have a baby, which is a, which is so funny, and everyone coos, which is really sweet. And so kind of like life. trying to show his face really. No, <laughs> so you're making me clucky over here. Yeah, the carrier is just an easy yeah. thing. And what about any other? Um, I remember you using the noise thing. The oh. White noise. oh yeah, so we bought a um a white noise machine, which is absolutely amazing. You can kind of get them everywhere. We've got one from the UK. God, I can't remember its name. Um, but the other thing I was going to say is, which which is really good, is we've got a caddy. Um, so there's a brand called Bunny Caddy that you can buy, but there are lots of various ones around. And it's kind of this little, um, this like rectangular carry case thing. And we've With got absolutely everything that yeah. you need in it. Mm. Lots of different compartments. We've got his nappies in there, his wipes, a thermometer, baby massage oil, flannels, books, you know, everything all in one place. And I just moved that from our bedroom to his nursery to the living room. Mm. And there's no ambiguity about where anything is because in the first few weeks when you're changing his nappy, it does feel quite hectic and you need everything right there. Mm. Often when you're breastfeeding, you can get quite trapped in your spot. So Mm, whether you're on your bed or you're on your sofa. And so I've Paddy for Huck, so it's got all of his bits in it. But I've actually also got my own basket now, which I keep the TV remote in. I've got <laughs> books in there. That is I've so got, good. I've got press pads. Um, I've got my water bottle. I should actually put some snacks in there as well. I've got a dummy. <laughs> and so I know that all of my bits are in that place. Oh, and a muslin as well. Um, so that's a really that's good That's so pack. true. Cause so like you just when pick they, up the two. Yeah, when they fall asleep on you as a new mum, you're like stuck. I'm not moving because this baby is asleep. And it could and be I two hours. Yeah. It could be two hours. And imagine if the remote's over there. I've been stuck watching some phone. of the crapper shows. The phone is oh, over the there. Phone. You that's a killer. Oof. Yeah, good one. I like that. It's amazing. That's a great hack. 
So I guess let's just going back to because we are still in that six week period. Mm. Okay, it's yep. I, I remember it. I remember it. It's such a haze, and you really. I said to my sister, you really can't have any expectations. It's literally just about getting up. If you can have a shower, good on you. Amazing. That's a win, right? That's a win for the but day. But it's just yeah. about getting through each day, getting to the next one. Such a such a thrill when you've made it through a day. <laughs> what has surprised you about? I know you did, you were well researched. You had Nadine, on, you know, as your right hand woman to answer your questions. You had everything at your fingertips. <laughs> okay, but yeah, still, we, we know she's what faithful. shocked you. <laughs> what? But what? What really shocked you once he arrived? Oh, I, I th- it's probably going to be quite an emotional one, but just like the overwhelming, unique kind of love, mm. like you, it's completely different for oh. anyone that you have already in your life, whether it's your parents, your friends, your partner, it's you, like the sense of pride is just so overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and I think naturally as humans, we're all quite modest unless you're a celebrity or what have you, mm. but like I could literally shout from my balcony about how much I love Hux and how like <laughs> oh, <they're tearing laughs> how special he, he is and and I'd also say body image like my mindset on that has completely changed mm. like yeah I live in Bondi you know one of the kind of most good looking areas mm. in in Australia probably and so before that I was going to Pilates and doing whatever I feel I should be doing because everyone else is but once you've had a baby you just have a huge like new respect for your body mm. like you know all of our organs and all of our body parts are in in that position because to be able to produce a baby so why kind of like be mean to yourself and kind of you know yeah I, yeah respect for my body yeah I'd say. I was like um, so more comfortable being naked I was like woo woo like before I was such yeah. an introvert well I still am mm. but you know in terms of you know getting my stuff off I was like woo no just a couple yeah, of margaritas change for me anyway sure. <laughs> um was there anything else that surprised you Yes, yeah, so something I later discovered was called the farm farmyard hours. Right. Was this period in the night or actually morning? It's around four or five a.m. where Hux makes these really loud grunting noises. <laughs> he honestly sounds like a pig, a cow, a sheep. I was like, I'm wondering <laughs> when this name's going to start making sense. Okay, now it does. <laughs> I've never heard this. Honestly, it's so loud and it keeps us awake. And and, and people call it the farmyard hours because it's them kind of stretching it's it's everything inside them kind of moving around getting into place like I don't think it happens for very long I think it kind of ends around eight to ten weeks when everything's in its right position but it's also it's bowels and you know wow. kind of getting ready for the day and everything moving around but it's a very very noisy time and it does keep you up I oh remember those weird sounds and you think they're waking up and you go in and check them and then you get up but actually no you don't actually don't need to go in and wake them up yeah and they're actually still asleep like a lot of the time like their eyes are closed and they're just in active sleep so like Mm. sleep but they're just making all of those noises and it kind of it disturbs you initially because you think oh my gosh you know there's loads of grunting are they uncomfortable but actually it's just them Mm. moving around and and getting comfortable and actually still in active sleep oh my gosh um the other thing i'd say is the, yeah the constant leaking so it's really important I'd say to invest in a decent bra so um and also um breast pads as well like there is just water there's there's liquid everywhere mm. whether it's dribble sick breast milk like there's just it's just constant leaking so muslins nearby decent bras that you can put um breast pads in and also um i discovered um a leak proof top as well from this brand called mama miller yeah, um, yeah they're which great is really, kind of got a great layer in so um yeah you you, you don't need to worry yeah. about i remember about feeling like katie perry i was in the shower and it was like 
Yeah, I, I used to go, like, see how I could squirt up the wall. Yeah, squirting up the wall. You don't realise, isn't it? It comes out from about eight it's different directions. Though. Yeah, yeah, it is yeah, satisfying. Yeah. Is there anything yeah. better when you wake up engorged and you put them on the boob and the relief? I can still <laughs> feel it. I was just like, oh, yes. Like, take some of this tight feeling away. Oh, my God. It oh, is yeah, it's crazy. How are you going with the feeding? Are you sharing the feeding or what, what are you doing there? Do you know what? So I've just started this week using a breast pump. So I'm using a Spectra breast pump. So you can do both at the same time. Amazing. Um, and I thought what we'd do is share the feeding. So my partner would do it in the evening, but we've actually found that Huxley's getting really groggy in the evening. And I just don't think that right now is the right time to give him a bottle. Um, so um, I'm, pump i'm kind of waking up in the morning breasts are engorged feed him and then pumping so then we've got like 100 mil for the day and we're mm. just giving it to him throughout the day to get him used to the bottle yeah but i think for me i i actually really enjoy the breastfeeding especially at home but i think for me the bottle is going to be handy when we're out and about yeah. um i have bed in public which i don't mind doing but if we can use a bottle just for convenience it just feels a little bit easier and it just means that someone else can do it as well a family member so yeah. they can connect with him um, we used to do, my husband used to take the 6 p.m. bottle just as like a bonding experience. Mm. But, you know, you can do that mm. with the bath or, or whatever. But it's mm. a good thing to be able to share around, like you said. What about, you mentioned their bottles um, and a few other products. What bottles are you using? Do you have a sterilizer? What are you finding works? Yep. So we're using the Medela bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're doing like, uh, they're, they're the Nort um not plus months teat so um we're using those at the moment so he's slowly getting used to them we've only done it for you know like four or five days one bottle a day so it's um it's taking a bit of getting used to for him um but they're really great um and then we're using the um Rochelu evo led um sterilizer oh, which cool. is incredible it's so big um and it fits everything in it so all of the all of the breast pump um bits and bobs everything to do with the bottle and it's just got such an an easy system so you wash everything in the sink you then dry it in the sterilizer and then you sterilize it so i'm doing everything in the morning so i've got everything ready for the rest of the the one that looks like a fridge exactly yeah yeah good. and it's got two yeah two shelves um so yeah i think to I, i was actually what i was nervous about starting the breastfeeding sorry the breast pumping um whole process because i was worried about finding time to do it but i'm just doing everything in the morning so wake up feed hucks pump clean all the clean all the items dry them sterilize them and then you're kind of done for the day so i definitely recommend yeah finding a kind of process that works for you and just doing that each day and did you get into routine i know you were looking at getting into routines so in terms of a routine we're we're mainly focusing on wake windows Mm -hmm. so hucks is weeks so for a three to six week old baby um they're supposed to be awake for 60 to 90 minutes mm-hmm. um and lots of people recommend um their wake windows being shorter at the beginning of the day and then getting to like that, that maximum awake window by the evening okay. so we're kind of just going by that um and i guess the whole premise of that is to not let them get too overtired mm. um so if you're in that window and you recognize some sleep cues then you can put them down and hopefully you know go to sleep and are you doing while. um, um are you doing like uh, wake, feed, play, sleep, or are you doing wake, play? Yeah, yeah so not feeding to sleep. Yeah. yeah, exactly doing that with a change in between. Mm. Um, but sometimes, I mean, he's still so little, so sometimes he does like to fall asleep feeding. Oh, um, I fed up my yeah. kids to sleep. 
it's yeah. fine they won't break I promise like it's fine. yeah you kind of think oh my sassy bad habits at no, the beginning but don't I worry mean, about all that no but you just have to get that uh, burp out though that's important right yeah you have to get and the burp so, out yeah that's something I didn't know but, about but oh, but nothing you do I think it's important to tell new mums that nothing you do is permanent nothing's going to break mm. them or set this unbreakable habit that's going to ruin the rest of your life like do especially in this time do what's easy survive yeah that's what's most what important. Works. Yeah, exactly right. Um, I'd say the breastfeeding, everyone talks about how natural it is and how, like, you know, baby-led um, feeding, it will find its way and it will just latch on. I just don't think that's the case. Like, mm. it does re- require a bit of effort, a bit of concentration and some, like, external advice. Mm. Like I said, you know, we left the hospital quickly and we got shown how to do it and that was basically it. Um, so, you know, if like a lactation consultant is probably quite a good idea and mm. um, that I think that definitely shocked me in that I thought it would just naturally happen quite quickly and quite easily mm. um but it definitely takes more time and I think don't ever underestimate kind of like creating a nice space for the breastfeeding I thought I could just you know go out anywhere and breastfeed and stand up doing it but I think it's really important to create that you know kind of calm space you know mm. dark room some light music or what have you so um I think that was definitely a little bit more surprising. Like it took more effort than I thought it would. Yeah. And I remember you calling me about the baby acne. <laughs> you were like, what is oh, this? Yes. Okay. So the baby acne was really shocking and actually quite heartbreaking. Um, I was yeah texting all sorts of people, sending them photos. Is this normal? Is this normal? And like, yes, it's normal. And then you just get to a stage where you're like, this is not normal. Go to the GP. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, normal normal. (laughs) and shows you photos on google which is like it could get worse than this this is how it could look that was really shocking actually and like i said heartbreaking and did she Um, say why did the doctor explain why to just hormones hormones yeah Yeah. so i think i'm getting used to all the milk um, and it's coming externally on their skin you as i said you and my sister on a very similar time i think there's like two weeks in it i think my niece isla is eight weeks old but she sent me some photos of Isla's like milk rash. And I, as the auntie, like this is my first niece, I was like, you get her to the doctor. That's not normal. Like this poor child, like her face was like red. I was like, this is my baby. Anyway, she took her to the doctor. The doctor was like, no, it's completely normal. Like she looked like she's had bloody burn to the face. Like I was so yeah. protective, but it is normal. Like but it's just nice it to get normal. that assurance, isn't yeah. it? But was that hard to get out? I remember it was really hard to get out to the doctor, like, I actually found, I, I think that is definitely part of where we live. You know, we've literally, we live opposite a coffee shop and the doctor's is a five minute walk. Mm. Um, but I would definitely, like I would, I know it is hard to get out, but I hugely recommend it. Like mm. I'm in a really fortunate position in that we've got friends who live streets apart, but I think human interaction is also really important, mm-hmm. especially when your partner comes to work, even if it's an exchange with the barista or another mom like in a park, mm. like it's so worth doing. Even if you just go around the block for five, 10 minutes, it just makes you feel better. Absolutely. Um, just Sunshine, using the carrier and the pram. Yeah. But what about yeah. the car? Do you feel comfortable jumping in the car? Like what's your setup there? Just about, so we've got a capsule, um, a maxi cozy capsule that also connects into our Red's baby pram. Um, I've, I've done it a couple of times on my own, but it is still a bit fiddly. There are so many clips and buttons. Mm. So, that, so I'd say like I've been getting on the bus <laughs> instead. Yeah, that's good. Um, just yeah, yeah. Well, because there's a little designated area for you to park your pram up, and you yeah. kind of feel and then you get full control. VIP. Like you can, if he's crying, you can yeah. tend to him, right? When you're driving, you can't. That's yeah. good. Yeah, and if he's oh. sleeping, it just stays asleep in the mm. pram. Mm. 
one hack I'd say though is if you do go out in the pram, always keep take your carrier yes, with you and put always. it in the basket underneath. Because if you do need to get somewhere, if you need to get home and they're absolutely, you know, crying their eyes out, if you're able to put them onto your chest with the carrier, then it would really, really help. I got caught out last week not doing that. So that's a hack that I, I think learned. It's, it's, it's that option, right? Like I learned yeah, very quickly, exactly. just throw the carrier because sometimes they just get over the pram, they chuck an absolute yeah. tantrum and you just they just want that, they want that heartbeat that you spoke about earlier. They want that connection. They want to be close to mum, close to dad. And so what other products do you use when you're out and about, apart from the Sia Baby Carrier, the Reds Baby Pram? Well, it's coming into summer now. So we've just bought a little sun hat, which we need Cute. from Nature Baby, which is absolutely gorgeous. Um, and muslins as well, I'd say, just to like protect them or if they get chilly. But generally, I think the best thing about the carrier is that you're hands-free. Mm. And so you don't want to take too much with you. It's just yourself, your phone, your keys and your baby and your carrier. And the white noise thing I saw you putting in the pram as well. Yeah, so we've got a portable white noise machine. We've got one that's that's in his cot, and then one that's in the um, in the pram as well. Um, we've also just discovered um, a portable fan as well. Oh. So it has like three bendy legs that you can attach to any kind of rail. And um, so we hang that from the top of the pram bassinet. Um, because I was reading that um, if you put a muslin over the front of a pram or a bassinet, it can add up to four degrees to wow. the baby's temperature. Um, so everyone needs to be really careful in the heat. So I definitely recommend one of those portable fans. And also, if you do want to use a muslin as well, you know, to, to keep it a bit more dark, wet the muslin. Um, and then the kind of like the air. Oh, that's a good one. Hmm. That's, that's a great, great story. Hack. Yeah, mm, yeah you don't realise it because they're in a little bubble in there. If there's no air getting in, it's, it's just like a probably being rats. a car. Yeah. You know, and it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. heats up quite fast. Um, and my last tip would definitely be like really, really research your pram. So the one we have has got an amazing, really deep basket at the bottom. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to do my whole food shop. I can put my carrier in it. Um, I put even my backpack, my totty backpack in there. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd definitely say really think about the basket. And Yeah, because you take so much out on the road when oh you're God, out and about. Need you got to have so every... much stuff. And if I... you're talking about bottle feeding when you're out and about, you need to think about, you know, if you if you do do formula, you need to house the formula. You need to do a bottle warmer. You need to store the milk. Yep. Like, there's a lot of things that come with taking a baby out and oh, about. Walking Nappies, out the door wipes. is not the same. No, <laughs> it's not. No, no, no. <laughs> it's a whole new world. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we've. I know I've talked to you about mothers group before, and I said you've got to do it. Mm, did did do you it. do it, Holly? Did, did you, you go? I did. Oh, I good. did. Do it. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Tell us all um, about it. What's the experience like? Amazing. Yes, we met for the third time yesterday. So um, I think, yeah, we met when Huxley was about three weeks old. Mm -hmm. So um, you get asked when you go to your um, child and family health appointment whether you want to be in it. And I definitely said yes. So um, they give you the dates and they set you up in a WhatsApp group and um, you kind of get together with mothers who've given birth to their babies all in a similar period. Mm. So Hux is the youngest. He's the 18th of August. And then the eldest baby in the group is on the 9th. So literally kind of like a two-week period mm. of, of babies born at similar time. And so um, we did the first two meetings at the Child and Family Health Centre, um, which was lovely, run by one of the ladies who works there. And we all went round and, and told our stories and things. And then, um, so that was the first two weeks. And then yesterday we met like solely on our own and we went wine in a bar in Bondi um, and it was really good oh, it, it's so nice to yeah. I like meet people from different walks of life um we've got lots of different nationalities so it's mm. it's, it's really cool to share tips and everything so we've got a whatsapp group going oh, um have you got any good tips we, what, what, what yeah actually one of the 
um, one of the mums gave the most hilarious tip that she'd um, found on TikTok. And so she tried it with her baby and then recommended it to us. Yeah, but if her baby was really happy and um, uh, she played this song from The Hobbit called Misty Mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's quite a bizarre song, um, but it completely calms the baby and yeah. sometimes sends it to sleep. It actually didn't send Huxley to sleep, but I played it about three times and it completely calmed him down from like a fussy moment. So. <sighs> Oh my goodness, oh, there's a hack. See, but that's a little village you start oh, with, Can right? I tell you, there's nothing more She's important. She's always trying to find the village. I am always trying to find my village. Yeah. I mean, the, the reason I'm still looking is because I lived in the northern <laughs> beaches when I had Eva and I have my mother's group there still to this day and all our kids are off to school next year and we still meet for yeah. dinner a couple of times a year, like we're in yeah. constant contact. They are my village. There's something about having a group of people with a baby in the exact same time frame as you, the information, the constant support, it and is. Li- if mm. I could give any pregnant person any piece of advice, it would be to join the mother's group. Just go along, even if you find one person that you connect with. Yeah, it's 100%. worth it. It's the best. Yeah, totally agree. Um, on the topic of village, if you before you um have your baby, if you if you do have a village of friends around you, um, one of the things I recommend, and, and normally a friend would offer this, but you could ask. I reckon the best present that anyone could give is food, mm. whether that's homemade meals by them or whether it's them sending you know a package from dinner ladies, for example. Mm. Um, but when a friend of mine, her baby's eighteen months old now, but before she had him, I set up um this thing called Meal Train and. It it's actually it's an online website and um, you basically um, create a calendar for when their baby's born and everyone signs up to a day where they'll deliver a fresh meal. Yeah, my girlfriend it's did this for me when Freddie was born because I was going around. from one to two. They didn't sign up to that, but that sounds amazing. But they basically all took a day and they were responsible, even if it was an Uber Eats voucher because they couldn't physically get yeah. there. They were responsible for dinner. That's what I'd do. That's totally I what totally you would do. Totally what you would do. But they were responsible for getting a meal. And my girlfriend who lives in London got her dad to come and drop over a homemade meal. Like oh, that's how dedicated they were wow. to the cause. So it's the Literally. and it was the, the gift that mean that meant the most to me by far, by far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We so Hux was born on the Friday. From the Saturday, the following day, for about two weeks, we had food being delivered on our doorstep. And it just, it was so, it was so amazing. And it kind of just like, it makes you realize how lucky you are to have that village yeah. around you. But it, and I love that it was on the doorstep, not, yeah. not like imposing on your time or, you know, yeah. worrying, you have to worry about looking nice. Like they're just leaving it on the doorstep. It's that's, about you. Yeah. yeah, that's key. It's amazing. It's key. <laughs> no, it's drop and go. <laughs> drop and go. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Holly. Thanks, guys. That was fun. You guys are an absolute hoot. I love listening to you. Fun, absolutely. Um, what I want to know is when is Huxley coming in for cuddles? I was like, promised this a few weeks ago, and it's like, I thought he was coming in today. I was all prepared. I was going to be like holding the baby, but no. Oh, well, he's got his jabs um, next Friday. So we'll bring him in after that, and he'll be ready for all okay. of the cuddles. Okay. Well, sending love for that, just so you know, it's much harder for you than it is for him. He'll be fine. <laughs> Straight on the boob. <laughs> That's my advice. <laughs> That's true. That's Straight on the boob. Oh, oh well, thank stuff. you so much, Holes, for coming on. You've been an absolute gem. Oh, my goodness me. She's so sweet. <laughs> Just brings it all back, doesn't it? Oh, my gosh. I I feel like it's that thing that you forget, you know? Like, you know, you have the birth and you forget. You get, like... Alzheimer's so that's the only way you go back okay that six week period was so hazy for me it's just a haze yeah um and there is so much you just jump on in and all these things you're like oh I didn't know about this I didn't know why does no one talk about it Uh, so there were some great ones there from and she just looked so well (laughs) she did look look like that for weeks (laughs) she just like 
glamour, like radiating. I honestly attribute that all to her positive attitude and nature. That's how she. Yeah, she's be, super. Yeah, you're so lucky to have her. What a nice person to have in your life. Uh, like, yeah, sunshine. I was about Pure to say, sunshine. I'm very lucky. Yeah, <laughs> pure sunshine. Goodness me. Um, and just like, makes me want to like do a do-over and just keep it simple. I feel like she didn't overcomplicate it with too many products. Mm. She just did a research. Research is key. That's what we're learning. And she finds out what works. Yeah, research is key. But at the end of the day, no matter what, there are still things that, you know, kind of sideline you. Yeah. Things that you, no matter how much research you do, you're still kind of overwhelmed and go, why did no one tell me about that? Like, that's really important. Mm. You mm. do forget that, don't yep. you? Yep. So I'm glad yeah. we got some good tips out of her today. Yeah. And she's at the six week mark, right? So she's in the thick of yep, it. Like, you can't get anyone fresher than that. She's so. in the zone. Totally. So what a ledge. Thanks, Holes. Thanks, and Holes. we'll be seeing you guys on Friday. Yeah, for the Friday, Friday fix. fix. All right. We will see, see you on Friday. Friday. Bye. Bye.